Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Rejection Diaries. Today we're going to be discussing emotional resilience, its impact upon our ability to carry on after rejection, some of the traits of emotional resilience and some strategies in order to cope with the setbacks and rejections that we'll inevitably face during our writing journey. I'll also draw a little bit on, on personal experience and the experience of others that I've witnessed around me. Now, emotional resilience refers to uh, the ability of a, a person or a writer to adapt to and overcome stressful situations or crises. Those include rejection from you know, a number of variety of situations, such as when you send your work out to agents or publishers. It can also be the resilience to cope with your own sense of rejection and your own um, attitude towards your writing. Um, it can be in response to critique partners and groups who you're working with, who, who maybe give you a less than positive response to something that you've sent for them to read. So resilience and emotional resilience is absolutely required um, as, a, as a writer. It's probably when, when you ask writers who, who have gone on to be successful as a, as a professional, it's one of the, the qualities and attributes that they always say that they have to draw upon the most and is pro probably the most important for someone who's a new writer. So if you're a new writer and listening to this, um, far more important than almost anything else is your ability to deal with crises and situations, rejections that are out with your control and how you respond to deal with and overcome those situations. Now, when we're talking about emotional resilience, um, one of the things that I found out when I was doing my research on this was that the key to developing long-term emotional resilience is to ensure that you are trying to practice or train your levels of resilience on a daily basis. So it's not just about waiting for a big thing to come along, such as when you send your work out to an agent, maybe your favourite agent, and they request a full manuscript and they take several months to get back to you and you're building up your hope and you're hoping and hoping and hoping that when eventually they get back to you, this is going to be it for you. Now, it can be a major letdown, a major disappointment when they come back to you and say, sorry, it's a pass. I didn't connect with your character. It's an incredibly difficult market out there at the moment. It's not really what I'm looking for. And when, when you hear those words, it can be difficult to process and to deal with because you've laid a lot of hope on that. Now, that's that's an example of a major crisis, and that one's going to require a lot of major resilience for you to, to continue after that and get straight back into writing and sending your work back out. But the key to developing the skills that are required to cope with such a drastic situation is to work upon your resilience on a daily basis. So we get small setbacks every single day. It can be as simple as um, the traffic and the way to work. It can be the power going out overnight and you not having uh, hot water for a shower. It can be opening the fridge and finding there's no milk. All of these things 
on a very minor and small basis require a a degree of resilience in order for you to overcome those issues and to to be able to continue with your day and to make your day as pleasant and as successful as you can after that. Um, it might be horrible going into going into work without having had a shower, or it might feel rubbish having had no breakfast, or you might be in a bad mood because of the traffic. But we've got to find strategies on a daily basis to overcome that because you can't go into work with you know your your stinking mood or your stinking self or your hungry belly and and take out on, on other people you have to go in and, and do your job well and be professional and it's the same thing for for a writer as well we are going to have setbacks on on a, a daily basis and we have to learn to cope with them the setback might be uh, you've set aside 6 a.m to 7 a.m to do your writing get up before the rest of the household and and get some words down but then your child is sick overnight and you end up sitting up from, as, as I well know, from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. with your sick child. Now, you're probably not going to get up at 6 until 7 and do your writing before you head off to work that day or to do whatever you're going to do. You might. And the more resilient among us, the ones who, who don't require sleep, uh, might be able to just get up and, and still get on with, with the writing. But we might have to think of ways to overcome and adapt to that situation. So it might be that we have to set aside that hour at a different point in the day. And our ability to to sort of roll with the punches if, is the expression they use um, and to, to manage to still get that hour's worth of writing in that we've planned despite the setbacks is a mark of that sort of day-to-day -day resilience. And if you can manage to do that, and I know that I'm very, very unsuccessful when it comes to doing that a lot of the time, then you're going to build up your your day-to-day -day res resilience and then obviously your your longer-term resilience for the, for the bigger, more major setbacks, such as your rejections. So in terms of developing that emotional resilience, what are the kind of traits or things that we're looking to train so that we can build that up over time? When I had a look at the, the research for this, there was a lot of um, ideas and suggestions and, you know, the, the program could be an hour long and we'd still not cover anywhere like all of the various things that I was I was reading about. However, one of the, the, the key ones, um, which was repeated a number of times, was emotional awareness. So that's the ability of a person to understand and be in touch with their own feelings and emotions to understand why they're feeling like that, to understand the triggers that make them feel like that, and most importantly, to understand then how to turn that around and to, to move from anger or fear or frustration and to reset the emotional switch to bring ourselves down from that higher anxious state back to the more calm state that we need to be in um, in order to do our, do our writing. Um, so having an awareness of that is a huge strength when it comes to developing your emotional resilience. And if you understand that in yourself, it's going to allow you to understand that better in other people as well. Because one of the biggest setbacks that we can face on a daily basis is other people. They, they can trigger certain moods in us. They can do physical outward things that can affect us. 
Um, they can do a lot of things that are going to impact upon us. And we have to use our emotional awareness to understand why they might be doing or saying the things that, that, that maybe trigger frustration or anger in you. And the ability to do that will allow you to then reset yourself realize okay this is this is about them and their emotions this isn't about me and my emotions so i'm going to bring myself back down center myself and realize that and when you do it really does help um for you to overcome whatever the setback is um i know that in, in my role with with right mentor for example i do i have to do that a lot people come to me with their frustrations their their anger, their fear, their anxiety. And I've got to try and sort of see where they're coming from, see what's built up to that and and use that to, and, and remain completely calm myself in my response to try and help bring them back to the center that they need to be in to, to write. Um, and, and, you know, that's a big part of, um, I think, what I, I have to do. And, and the ability to do that, um, helps me personally as a writer as well because I can identify that in myself when I see it in other people and and, and vice versa. And it really, really does help. So emotional awareness um, is a key aspect to building our emotional resilience. Perseverance. Perseverance is actually our theme for this year's WowCon. We chose that because, again, it's reported by so many authors has been the the far and away the most important attribute to develop in order to become a successful and professional author. Um, we will inevitably be faced by setbacks, but it's your ability to to continue working towards your goals, continue working towards your word counts, towards your deadlines, to remaining steely-eyed and focused upon what it is we want to achieve, regardless of what the world or other people, or even ourselves, try to do to sabotage our progress. Resilient people tend to to feel like they they can do that. They can just power on through no matter what happens. Those with less resilience find that more difficult. And again, that's something that even on a daily basis we can work towards. I will write a thousand words today, no matter what the day throws at me. And if you can a say that at the start of the day and b finish that day doing that and succeeding, then you're a long way towards developing your emotional resilience. One, and it kind of feeds upon what the one we've just discussed there, one really important aspect is having your own sort of internal uh, locus of control. That ability to precisely say, I will only deal today with the things that I can control. I'm not going to worry about anything else that happens that is out with my control. So, for example, you know, you've got the toddler up during the night. That's out with your control. You can get annoyed about it. You can allow it to bother you the next day and stop you from writing. Or you can let it go and say, okay, it's out with my control. Um, I'm going to sleep in, but I'm going to do my writing later on. And that's still okay. And I I think that sense of self-forgiveness is important, um, especially when it's not something that is, is your fault. The, the, the obstacle, the thing that's got in your way is completely out with your control. So remember, regain control of the processes that don't have any outward 
contribution. If you can manage that and just stay focused on the things that you can control and not worry about the things that you can't control, that is going to go a long way towards you developing a real toolkit towards emotional resilience. Optimism I, is something I, I really try with, especially especially when the times get really tough and, and you're wondering, can I do this? Can I keep going? Um, I've just had 20 rejections in the last two months. Can I still keep going? It's easy to get negative. It's easy to say, oh, what's the point? I'm going to give up this. There's, I'm, I'm never going to get published and so on. And maintaining a sense of optimism uh, is an important attribute if you can, if you can. It's, it's not for everyone and it's not part of everyone's personality but um, some of the most resilient people that you will come across are those who are the most optimistic and they will say I am not a sort of a, a, a victim here in all these rejections I am empowered here I am I know what I'm doing I know I can do this there's nothing that anyone can say to me or no amount of rejections that can pile up that is going to stop me from getting to my goal and that level of optimism guided or misguided it doesn't really matter is, is what's going to keep you, you going um, and keeping going and perseverance as we talked about earlier on is so so important i'm going to move on to for, for me anyway one of the most important things which is support from others now for some people that support comes from their close friends and relatives their family um, I know that I have an abundance of support from mine and, and that obviously helps me to, to set aside time each day to, to step out of a, a busy family scene and, and to spend some time um, focusing on story, whether that's you know writing or, or reading or, or whatever it is that I have to do. And the support that I receive is, is the only reason that I am able to continue to do what I do. And without it, I don't think anyone can succeed. I think it's, you know, especially if you if you have a, a busy life around you and, and people around you, you need the support from them in order to do it. Uh, I have unfortunately heard, you know, from some writers who say their, their partner or their family don't really support their writing. They, they think it's a waste of time and so on. And, and that for me would, like, if I didn't have the support I have, then I know I might well have given up by this point and and so i can understand why a lot of writers do give up when they, they don't have support from their partner or family so if you know if you have that then that is um going to really really help you um and and sort of moving on from that is is um writing groups and um, the community we have online and um, critique partners whoever provides you with support both within your you know your real life irl or who provides it for you online, whether that's through the, the various channels that I've mentioned, they are so important and you have to keep them in your life and you have to um, and make sure that whilst they are giving you all the support that you receive, that you're reciprocal and, and you give that back to them as well. I think that, uh, that sort of um, mutualistic relationship is so important for writers and um, the more I, I genuinely believe that the more that you, you give to others the more you receive in return even though at the time it might not feel like that and, and um, it's certainly a, a hallmark of, of our little writing community that we have uh, is the ability to do that and how many people are willing to do that and you know we've got to just keep keep doing that and the more you do that as I say the more you get back and, and the more it will help you to keep going, the encouragement, um, the motivation, 
and and obviously the the feedback as well is is so so valuable. Um, another attribute, which is super important, is to have uh, a good sense of humour about this. Um, part of the reason that I I post so many Star Wars gifts on on Twitter, and um, if you look at my Twitter bio or almost anything I put on there, it's mostly making fun. I just make fun of myself, of my inability to to write, and my lack of productivity, my my rejections, whatever it is. Um, having a, a an ability to to make fun of or light of these things, to have a sense of humour about rejections in, in your own writing and <laughs> your own uh, rejections and, and everything else is such an important attribute for, for me anyway, personally. I think, again, if I wasn't like that, I might, and I took it too seriously, then I might have gone by the wayside by now. But, the, yeah, the ability to, and I think this is true of every aspect of life, to be honest, but, you know, especially as a writer, just that ability to laugh at yourself and say, you know what, it, things things are tough, things are rubbish, things are terrible, um, but I I can have a laugh about it and move on. I know my, my writing group um, always make me laugh. We, we, we post in the group uh, when we get a rejection and the 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 responses are they're not um oh sorry to hear that or that's oh, that's a shame uh, they are um funny responses I won't, I won't i won't share them uh on this podcast because the this might be getting listened to in front of children but um yeah it's it's whatever you can do to to keep you going a sense of humor is certainly one of the the most important things i think as well um and that this year has certainly lent itself to to us all thinking in this way, but perspective is is an, another important part of the resilience toolkit and the ability to say something like, "Okay, I've sent my novel out to to agents and I've been rejected a lot," but if I put that into perspective, I had three full manuscript requests, and if you ask a lot of writers, they maybe will never have had that. If you ask a lot of writers, they won't have finished a book. If you ask a lot of writers, they won't have started a book. And so when you put what you have achieved by putting your work out there and being rejected and put it into perspective compared to a lot of writers, then you, you're doing brilliant. You're really ahead of the game. And, and that's something that's worth remembering. For example, if you get long-listed for a competition or short-listed, but you don't quite um, make it to the next round, I think it's worth remembering that there are probably several hundred more writers who would love to be in your shoes, would love to be in your position. And what you've, again, appreciating what you've achieved um, with perspective, which is very hard to do in the midst of rejection when you're feeling terrible about, you know, not making the list or uh, from an email you've had from an agent or publisher and it's, it's said no sorry not for me it can be hard to gain a sense of perspective in that moment but hopefully most of us certainly the ones who have the ability to keep going and have that resilience will realize that and, and gain that perspective that's required and those obstacles maybe you know they just make us stronger. The rejections make us stronger. It's like it's sort of, you know, the biologist and me saying it's a bit like scar tissue or, um, you know, like the calluses you get in your, in your hands when, when you lift weights. Um, they're not particularly nice at the time, 
but over time they become stronger and um, they no longer hurt. And I, I guess that's um, a good analogy for, for rejection and how we manage it and, and overcome it. Another thing that was mentioned a lot, and it's not really relevant to me personally, um, was was spirituality. Um, as, as someone who is an atheist, well, aside aside obviously from the, the Jedi religion, um, but an atheist in terms of the traditional uh, religions, I I don't really I don't go to services or support any particular faith. However, and this is something I, I worked in a, a Catholic school um, for a while, and this is something that is important to emphasise: the values of most faiths are incredibly aligned with a lot of the values that I hold as well. Um, and, and I think that those who who do have spirituality, who have faith, um, that is something which on the darker days certainly can help um, with resilience and, and keeping you going. And, and emotional resilience can be built upon faith and spirituality as well. And although, as I say, it's not particularly relevant to me or it might not be to you, for a lot of people out there it is. And it's something that um, is, is, you know, it's definitely worth looking at, even, you know, even if you're not particularly religious, look at some of the values and the core things that uh, people believe in with, with their various faiths and their spirituality and see if there's anything there that you can take that, that help with your own emotional resilience. Um, and yeah, so th that, that's hopefully uh, a nice, what was that, seven or eight different um, attributes and, and things that we can work on to develop our emotional re resilience, to become stronger writers and to cope with the, the rejections, the, the letdowns, the tough times when we're writing. Because uh, as I say, I know from, from personal experience that it's rough at times. You, you can beat yourself up. You can say, what's the point in this? And I, I do this regularly. I, I question whether anything I write is any good. Um, more recently, I was I was working through a draft and almost every word I was questioning and doubting what I was doing. I pretty much gave up at that point and, and, and had, a, not not indefinitely, but, you know, and, and said I'm going to take a, a break from this because my resilience levels were quite low with that particular story. And and I guess that's another thing with, you know, with experience in writing um, a number of books and stories, you, you continue to develop the ability to detach yourself from the story and to to take a break when you have to, to move on to something new when you have to, to leave something to rest when it needs it. Because that is uh, something which happens a lot of the time for a lot of writers. And, you know, unless, unless you're obviously pressed with a deadline that's in two weeks, um, and, and I'm not, I, I'm blessed with the ability to um, step away, then that is something that is worthwhile doing as well. Because ultimately, writing in the long term, is what we are trying to achieve. It's not about just this book, although it can seem like that at the time, especially when you're a new writer in your first couple of books, you, you feel like this is the one, this is the one, this is the one. And, and it's only with um, having done a number of books that you realize, well, actually, it's probably not gonna be the one. I'm gonna give it my best, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it as well as I can. I, I want it to be the one, but I also understand that it might not be in so, 
if I have to step away for a bit, that's okay. And I can come back to it because if I write for another 10, 15, 20 years, and this is applicable to all of you, then you're bound to get there. The thing that is more likely to stop you is if you stop writing. So developing that emotional resilience, developing that toolkit on a day-to-day basis, overcoming those small obstacles, using the various tools that we've discussed in this episode are really going to help you long-term as a writer. So thanks very much for joining me for the latest episode of The Rejection Diaries. If you have had a rejection recently, then I hope some of this content um, will help you to to overcome that and to get you back on the horse and writing the next thing or editing the current thing or doing whatever it is you need to do. But the most important thing is to keep writing because writing can be a lonely experience, but if you surround yourself with the right people, it really doesn't need to be. May the force be with you.